Blog Talk Radio. Hello, hello, this is Helena Steiner Hornstein calling you from the from Sweden. And uh, I, I got a little bit confused here because I am on on a different time schedule and I didn't know America had said not put that clocks back yet. So I just by chance dialed in to see when when my show was and they say in five seconds <laughs> so here i am and um, i'm not quite prepared but uh, i'm with you i'm here and as you know i am a very spontaneous person and i just talk uh, out of my heart and i would do the same right now but let me have some water first because i just came in i took the bus home and you know, when you're in Europe, you take a bus. It's nothing odd about that. This is what people do. Uh, not everyone drives a car in Europe. And when you come to the big cities, the big capitals in each country, it's crowded. There is no parking. So you have to fight for a parking space. And then, of course, it's very limited. So directly, you are fined like $100 for, for the extra two minutes you spent there. And it's very, very hard to to live that way. So I take the bus, I get on and off, and when it suits me. And this time I sat next to a lady. She was 102 years old. I tell you, that made my day. She had been out shopping <laughs> all by herself. And talk about old age, she was just fine. And she had all her bags, and she carried those herself and she got off the bus and everything was fine. So I felt very encouraged to see that and how she was totally independent. No one was there to help her. She did it all by herself. I actually was going to do the show yesterday and then now I understand why I couldn't make it. I thought something was technically wrong because I'm calling from Europe and sometimes it doesn't work. But I simply wasn't the wrong time. I had uh, not made it to my time schedule and my time slot with blog talk radio. And uh, they had just cut me out. So anyway, I have lots of questions um, that I have been sent uh, during this past month, and some I have kind of answered earlier directly to the people, and uh, others I will have here. So I will start to ask, come up with one answer here, and uh, let me have a sip of water again. This is how I do it when I do a lecture. I kind of interrupt sometimes, and I say, I'm sorry, I have to have a sip of water. And since I was not for this time slot quite, I was just very lucky to, to, to get this. Anyway, anyway, the title of today's show, This Is The Way It Is. And that's very typical for me. By the, uh, by the way, I use that very often as my punchline at the end of a workshop or as a title for a workshop or even a lecture. 
because this is exactly the way it is. It's like the, the lady today, 102 years old, and she's still walking around by herself and out shopping, doing her errands, and taking the bus home. This is the way it is. You know, you get old, but so what? Live with it exactly the way she did. And at the end of this uh, hour, you will have the meditation as always. And I know this is what most people really are looking forward to because my meditations are actually not quite a meditation. They are channeled from the above and talking from the heart of the universe to your heart. So that's why somehow they work. There's no written manuscript like with my show, as you notice. <laughs> so well, here is a question, and um, it's from Christina in Stockholm, Sweden. My five-year-old son was going through cancer treatment earlier this year, and the cancer was going away with the chemo. He has no cancer left. However, his doctors now say we should do the chemo treatment all over again, just in case. And she sent me this email, and she was so concerned, and she wrote that many times. I'm so worried. My, my son is so little and so weak. Why should we have to do this in case? And just like they say, just in case. It doesn't make sense to me. They told us already he was okay, and now they want to do it all over. I'm so afraid, though, that his cancer is going to come back and that his treatment did not quite work as well as they said. And it's totally impossible to be logical because I'm so emotional about this and... uh, I don't know what that is for. I think it was my computer who just made that signal. So um, he, she has, I'm so scared, and, and she's asking me, do you think we should do this extra treatment, this extra chemo treatment? I don't want to take any risk for my child, but... Maybe this is more dangerous to do this for him because he's so thin and he's so pale. And then she talks about how much she's longing to see her son healthy again and free from his cancer. And then she's asking me if she can come and see me. And a big hug from Sigrid in Stockholm. Oh, yes. God, you know, I get these things sometimes and I've come across it personally that they, they look at their medical treatment as the only one. I think, Sigrid, you did right in doing the first cancer treatment, the first chemo, because it took your fears away and it put the fears away from your family and the whole, your whole surrounding. But now... Think about that his immune system is the actual healer in his body. Yes. He has a healer within 
him, and that is his immune system, to make sure his immune system is all right and to nurture and to feed that immune system with the very best nutrients you can find. Now, you know very well that chemo destroys the the immune system. So I don't want, and I cannot tell you what to do. It has to be your decision. But in a way, think about he should regain his strength. So you should go to different doctor or different hospital and get a second opinion. I think this is very important. Maybe to a team where they're not so drastic and where they would remember that he's a little child. And this is very strong for a little child. So I think you should really look at him as number one and not at, at the cancer as number one. And this is how we all should do out there. We should look at the positive side as number one. Whatever you have wrong with you, look at the positive side. Look at the number one wish that you have, that yes, he should get well. And don't look at the risks first. Look at the good side. And this is what the first commandment is reading in the Ten Commandments. If you have heard about the Ten Commandments in the Bible, they've been there like forever. And in the old days, everyone out on the street knew about those Ten Commandments. Now they have taken them away from schools and from everything because they say they are religious. How can it be religious when you have three ten sentences telling you what is right or wrong? It's like you shall not kill. What's wrong with that? You shall not steal. What's wrong with that? Is that religious? Do you mean everyone else can go out and steal if they're not religious or, or kill if they're not religious? It doesn't make sense. But the first commandment is, you shall have no other gods before me, says who? Says this higher power that people call God. I call that higher power the light, the positive, the good, the love and light in all and everything. And when you put that first, you have your answer to just about everything. You have the answer about your sickness, your illness, your marriage, your business, everything. So, yes, make sure that you put the right thing first. So, anyway, for the mother and the father to have a child in this situation, no one will want to be in that position. So, you have to begin to trust the white light, the light in your life. It may sound like an unreal dream at this time, but I know what I'm saying. This is the way it is. Put the positive first. Again, this is the way it is. The light, the biggest healer of all and everything. And when you use it, the only side effect is good health, happiness, 
or feeling good. And the list goes on. So I'm not saying you should avoid the chemo. It's not the right thing for me because I'm not the medically trained doctor. So I cannot say that. But I say what I said before, go for a second opinion, and then begin to put the light first and trust. Trust the good. Trust the light. And know that the healthy immune system is the key to keep the body well. The body is meant to heal itself. This is how nature meant it to be. And nature has provided us with not only food to eat to keep us well, but all kinds of healing remedies. Nature is packed with that. And you know that. And this is why you know want to eat vegetables, organic vegetables, because they have not been kind of in this horrible environment with all kinds of pesticides and everything and fertilizers that are not good for you. So you have to choose love and light. And if you should now do the chemo, which many do, even, you know, the second time, they have come to me afterwards. And they have been given the light treatment, not the lamp or anything. No, just the white light, the godly white light. And you don't have to pay for that. I need that too. A little sick, a very small child in need, I wouldn't take any money for that. You just come anyway to me, to my office in Stockholm. So that was my um, my first um, uh, question that I was getting uh, in my hand here first. And I'll just um, remind you, it, I wrote about a story like this in my book about a woman who, again, she was married to a doctor. And she went to me anyway. <laughs> She had done the chemo and somehow didn't work and she was kind of running out of time just to be alive. And then she came to me and we did the light. She went back to the chemo because everyone insisted. And we did the light each time after she'd done the chemo and she's alive and well now years later. And of course she says was because of the chemo. And the strange thing, when she did the chemo, she started to feel so much better because of the light, I can tell you that, because she was in a horrible shape before. So she went out jogging. And no one could understand what was going on when she went to the clinic and she was looking so well. She tried to explain to them that she combined this with, with you know, seeing me, and they didn't quite get it, but they wished her luck, and it worked. So there is nothing that is granted, you know, even our good health. We have to work for it, and we have to work with it to have it. And I have another question here. I am worried. Oh, yes, I'm worried about my children. They want cell phones like everyone else. And I feel they are not good for them. What shall I do? Well, 
we all have this that uh, we are concerned about our cell phones. Are they good for us or are they not? Well, in one way, you can reach your child wherever he or she is. And in one way, you know that if the child is stuck somewhere, the child can call you. So that is, you know, that's good in our world today. But now if they start to use that cell phone all the time, that is not good. I mean, they have it there next to their ear all day and they sit where their games all the time. And they made a test. I heard a professor at the Stockholm University the other day, and he mentioned they had done some tests with the cell phones and the students at the university. And at this time, they were, they were going to go to a test, you know, a big room, and uh, they asked half of the students to leave their cell phones behind with names on and everything, so everyone knew they would not lose them. And they were sitting on one side of the room. And the other students, they could sit with their cell phones in their pockets. And that should have been okay without any incidents. But they found out later that the students who had left their cell phones behind, they didn't have the cell phones in the pocket, so to speak. They had much, much better results. And what does that mean? Well, it means that somehow those cell phones have such an influence over you that even when you don't use them, they influence you and somehow block you. And that's something to think about. My grandchildren all have cell phones and I cannot interfere with that. Their parents think they can do so because it keeps them happy. But there's something we have to really watch and, and kind of go into some kind of programming when the children should have their phones. Maybe when they're away, you know, and you need to, to see where they are, but not at home. Put them up in the closet way up high. So there are ways you can play with this. So um, they are good. You know, we're entering an era of information. All we need to do, just push a button and we get everything coming up there. But we lose our skills to, to talk. We don't communicate with each other. If you have a, you know, a young boy and young girl in their teens and they're on a date, and they sit across the table and they communicate with the texting to each other, which they do. That's not the right way. If this continues, we will lose the ability to, to talk. I was thinking about that the other day too, that think about the planet of the apes. You remember that? And how humans could not talk. Warriors, the Apes could talk. Maybe this is starting an era of not talking. We are using their screens for everything, for all kinds of communication. And we lose that muscle of speech 
you know, what you don't use, you lose. So maybe this is something to think about too, that we must not lose that verbal way of communication. So those are just my ideas, but they are, you know, the way it is, you know, we just have to think about. And here's another question. I am a 58-year-old woman. I haven't been with a man for many years. I'm divorced. Now I have met a man, a little younger than myself. We have such a good time together. We are both single. And he wants to go all the way with me but says he doesn't want to stay with me like forever. And marriage, of course, is out of the question. He doesn't want a binding relationship. So what should I do? Well, <laughs> I'm not, you know, I'm a spiritual person. I shouldn't answer these questions. <laughs> but if you sent it to me, it's because you really wanted an answer and it bothers you. And you probably feel... I come up with some question like, so send it to the light and send it light and the light will tell you. I don't know what you expected. But to be in plain language, you're both single. You, you feel you want it, but you're just wondering, shall I do it because he, he, he doesn't want to stay with me? Well, at least he's honest and he's not married. And you want it. How nice. So it's up to you what's going to be. It's not what someone else tells you to do. You can't get pregnant. So the whole thing is see what you want to have out of your life. And maybe you're so good he will want to be with you. That's another thing you can think about. So I see no problem for it. And yes, I'm a minister. And I don't feel you have to be married to have a relationship. Times have changed. And you're young. You're not young anymore. So go for it. So what can I say? You know, um, it's just a matter of choice. And we meet these choices all the time. And they actually have to come from you. Think about that many times. I get questions sometimes, you know, what kind of color car shall I buy? Hey, you know, I like certain colors better than others, but this is your choice. What do you feel happier in? What kind of hairdo shall I have, I've heard. And I usually said, looked at them and said, well, you look good in long hair, you look good in short hair, but it's your choice. What feels right for you? And um, here I uh, get a letter. I had many of those. Uh, we are a group. We send light to the world every morning at 7 a.m. where we are. And we liked the idea when we sent light to Korea, South and North. North Korea, some, was it a year ago, over a year ago? So we have done, done similar things. And if you could do one more of those things, now on your program, 
we would like to join you next time we meet at 7 o'clock. Oh, yes, what can I say? America needs healing, a lot of healing. I noticed, as I said to you before, how nice it was to come over to Europe and not to have all that stuff on television all the time, all that negative propaganda every day on television, the way it had been when I left, and I'm sure it's even worse now. So I think we should start to send healing and light to America, to the people of America. Or if we can send light to the president of America, God knows he needs it. But the whole world needs the light. America needs the light. The president of America needs the light. The president of all countries need the light. The people of all countries need the light. And what is this light that I talk about? It's the God energy. It is absolutely unlimited love and light that exists throughout the universe, also in us. And when it says in the Bible, I'm a minister, of course, so I speak this way, when it says in the Bible, we are created, you are created in the image of God. It means we have that love and light within us, and it can do things for us. It really really can. So now, shall we do just a little, little exercise? You begin to relax and relax and relax. And you go deeper and deeper and deeper within you. Deeper and deeper. You are so relaxed. So very, very relaxed. Yes, you feel at ease. And you now go deeper and deeper and deeper into your own universe, to that place within you where the light always shines. Yes, you are so at ease now. So very, very relaxed. You are. A spiritual being. And spirit is that light within you. And it shines at all times. And you go deeper and deeper still. And deeper. And yes, you know who you are. You are a child of the light. And you allow that light now to shine through you. You do it right now. You feel it. It goes right through you. You are so at ease. And at peace. Yes, you are at peace. You know 
that there is this power called I am the light. This is the God love, the God power within you at this very moment. You are so relaxed. And you imagine it's now nighttime. And you sit out in the beautiful garden where you feel so safe, so much in harmony. And you relax and relax and relax. You are at ease, so totally at ease. And within you, in your chest area, you experience that light that shines and the release goes through you as you connect with that light within you. You are so relaxed, so completely, completely relaxed. And the power within you is getting more and more and more powerful. It takes over your body and moves up in your thoughts, in your intentions. Yes, you want to feel well, well within you right now. You have the light within you. It shines. This is the God energy within you. It is your best friend. And suddenly, you just feel how a light is coming down from above all over you. And it shines through the sky as this light is coming down over you. And you take a deep breath. The light enters your, pours all over your body. The light enters your brain cells into your thoughts and clears your thoughts into your heart and fills your heart with love and light. Feel more and more and more in harmony with that truth called I am the light that lives within you and within everyone. You feel healing power coming over you in through your pores, filling every cell with iridescent white light. You now feel more powerful. You feel more generous. You want to share the light with the rest of the world. And now you send this light to this big country out west called the United States of America. 
and you send this light to the whole planet and how each country is part of this unbelievable planet that shines full of light at this very moment and this country called United States of America is now entering your intention and we are now sending light to this country without taking sides allow the light to decide the light knows best and you now send light to every single state in the union to every city to every school to make our children happy and not influenced by the negativity that goes on but we're sending love and light to the children to clear their confusion and now Light is entering your mind, everyone else's mind. And the calm is coming in over you. And I see Washington, D.C. as a place that needs love and light. Yes, love and light. You are so relaxed. And we are soon coming to an end of this little light treatment. And we are coming back to here and now. And we are going to do one more meditation in a little while. So hang in there. And you are relaxed and at peace now because you feel satisfied with what you have done. You are helping the world and I'm thanking my listeners. I'm thanking the countries where you have more listeners to my show than in other countries like United States of America. Sweden and Finland, more than Sweden, and Poland, and Germany now. Thank you so much. And, of course, South Korea. (laughs) Thank you, everyone, for being with us in this power meditation for the world. We will do you next time and now I give thanks to Stephen Halpin for his music that I'm allowed to use for my meditations thank you so much out there and we are now coming back to the show which is taking place here out of Stockholm, Sweden and here it's after 3 o'clock p.m. 3 40 
p.m. And uh, we are now on winter time, so we have turned our clocks back. But in the United States, you have not yet, which confused me. I had to start the show without being prepared. I needed that hour. <laughs> but we are here together now at this time. So anyway, so that was uh, from that group. And uh, here I have another uh, question that I got. I can't believe I got this. I live in Moscow, Russia. Can you help me get out of here? It's so cold. I want to live in Florida like you do. (laughs) Well, thank you for that. And I have been in Russia this time of the year. It is cold. God, I was so cold. And of course, I'm cold everywhere where the central heat is not on. So it could be in Moscow, it could be anywhere else too. And uh, I was in Helsinki, uh, was it two years ago at this time? Last year was a little earlier. And uh, uh, before I usually came even later in the year, and I was so cold. And these are healthy people, they don't seem to need central heating so soon. So I need those extra heaters to just blow out hot air over me in my hotel rooms because this is the way I am. I need my warmth. So that's why I live in Florida. And why do I live in Florida? How do I get to Florida? Well, it's not that easy. I didn't just get on a plane and leave for Florida. This was a long process, and when I finally ended up in Florida, I didn't even plan on it. It just happened. <laughs> I think I planted that seed in me in my early years, and it was simply at the time, and I was young, and was reading one of those weekly magazines, and I saw this picture from Miami Beach with, you know, the high white buildings and palm trees and the ocean. And I saw that beautiful Cadillac, a convertible. And I had, it had some crazy color, like impossible for Sweden, at least at that time, pink or yellow or whatever it could have been. And then they also had managed to squeeze in some hibiscus flowers and that gorgeous guy. <laughs> And I felt, I want that. That's exactly what I want. (laughs) Everything, the whole package. And I felt that way for years and years that I wanted to have that picture in me when I was walking through the snow and when I walked to school, which we did at that time, and that wind going right through you. God, it was kind of tough. And... uh, I had that way, oh, I want to go somewhere else and live somewhere else. And as soon as I graduated from high school, I managed to talk my parents into going to a college in another country. Not Florida, no, just south of Sweden, which happened to be Germany, and then it happened to be Switzerland and so on. And eventually, after two marriages, I came to the United States of America. And I didn't plan to live there when I went there. I just planned to go and see friends 
And I had also got an invitation to be on a radio show, which I was excited about. And uh, so I had those plans. And then I met my husband-to-be in Miami Beach. And that was at the end of my U.S. tour. I'd been away for a few months at that time. And was on my way back home and was just visiting with friends. And they wanted to help me, or maybe I asked them for, you know, a dinner date or something. Uh, and uh, they just picked the man they thought, uh, they thought was the fanciest one for me. And that was my husband-to-be. And he was actually a playboy. I didn't know that. And he had this tremendous, wonderful yacht, and you know. <laughs> and... Uh, I didn't know all about those things. He just picked me up for lunch. And we had a wonderful conversation. It was just like our eyes met. And I fell. And he felt the same thing about me. We just looked at each other. And that was it. And I extended my ticket, you know, day after day after day. And uh, then... He said, I'm not going to let you go. I have to marry you. And we had only known each other for a week. We married the week after. <laughs> and we were married for a long, long, long time, over 20 years. And also, my dream was fulfilled. I became a mother, and I had the life I really wanted to have. And do you know what his wedding present to me was? a convertible Cadillac. (laughs) Exactly what I've seen on that picture. It wasn't pink or anything. It was white, but glamorous enough. (laughs) So that is what I mean, you know, to get the right idea into your head right away. It helps. So affirmations are very important. And I had that affirmation in me. Of course, the road getting to Florida was a very, very long one, a very crooked one. It took a long time. I had forgotten my dream about Florida by the time I got there. I really mean that. I remembered afterwards when I got into all these motivational speaking things and that you have to have the right ideas in your head. So I think this kind of grabbed a few of you. I think this really hit a few of you. How important it is to have the right idea in your mind. May it be health. May it be be having a partner, finding a partner. Or you have the partner and you want a better relationship with your partner. Go for it in your intention in your hidden intention somewhere in you. And you have it there in you. And sometimes it scares me how it works well in every way. And how that idea that you planted maybe a long time ago would just kind of suddenly come out in full bloom at the time when you didn't mean it. 
And I had a friend, well, I suppose she still is a friend, I haven't seen her for a while. And she complained about her husband all the time. And there was this, oh, I'm going to divorce my husband. And I said, but he's such a nice guy. Oh, he doesn't understand me. And she went on kind of complaining and bickering about his husband. And then he said, well, if he was dead, I would do this and this and that. And, uh, you know, so she had all those ideas in her head. But I thought she had a good life. So why was she complaining? And then one day I get a call from her, said, Charlie's is dead. She said, he died. And I said, what? Yes, he died in his sleep. At least I believe that. He said he wasn't feeling well, but he, he said that all the time, so I didn't pay any attention. Uh, and I had a cold, so I slept in a different room over the night. And then I went just because I didn't want to give it to him. And then I came to see him in the morning, and he was dead. And she was beside herself. Well, it was not the right thing to me to say, oh, but you wanted to divorce him, you wished him dead. Oh, no, but it crossed my mind. All those times she said those things. Oh, I don't want him to, you know, I want him dead or I want to divorce him. So he died and she's now alone. And I had an email from her once saying, oh, I don't want to live any longer. It's so lonely without my husband. I think I'm going to kill myself. And I'm preparing to, I'm preparing everything now. Maybe she's dead. Maybe I should give her a call. But you see how unnecessary those thoughts are. Why not make that priority? And this is what I mean to with the first commandment. Put the I am the light energy first, meaning put the light, put the love and light first in your life. And it's easy. And someone will say, it's not, it's not easy. Yes, it's not easy when you have the habit not to put it first. That is the tough thing. Your habits are wrong. Change your habits. That is what you have to do with your life. So um, I'm losing the screen here. Where is it? There you go. Okay. And I just, my goodness, time flies. We have to go into the meditation here. And I believe if it is like in the old days that I will continue and will go into the recording and into the archives but the ones who are listening right now they will uh, uh, the ones who are listening right now they will be cut off so sorry I have to handle the screen here so okay again the music is by Stephen Halpen I'm Helena Steiner Hornstein and we are going to make a healing meditation for you. So the first thing you do is, well, take a little sip of water. Water. 
Oh, sorry, it's a very good conductor. And you relax and relax and relax. And you know that within you there is this power called I am the light. I am the light. And you now go deeper and deeper within you. And you know who you are. You are a child of the light and you relax and relax and relax and relax. You let go and should a thought enter into your mind, you just throw it out and you relax and relax and relax. And now you are connected with the white light. Yes, you are now connected with the white light. And you go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. back in that garden where you were before. It is daytime. And you can see all the colors around you. It feels so relaxing. And so harmonious and loving. You are surrounded by all this love and light and you feel that love and light also within you it shines and now you stand up in your imagination and begin to walk through the garden you feel connected you feel at ease you feel within you there is a power called I am the white light. You go further and further within you. And you're coming to a place within you where all is well. This is the healer of your life. You're coming to that source of love and light deep deep down within you deep deep down within you that is your healer and now a ray of light is descending through the sky 
This ray of light is coming from for the Mother Universe, the white light of the Universe. And it goes through the sky and it now enters the top of your head. It goes into your thoughts, into your mind, and you begin to feel and tell yourself, I'm better. I feel the healing power of the light entering my body, going out into all corners and all sides and all dimensions and all layers of my body. You feel it, you know it. You love the light. You feel that loving light going through your body. Yes, you feel it and you know it. It's like a note is going through your body, a note of harmony, of power, of love. You love good health. It lives within you. That is the source within you. You are relaxing and relaxing more and more and more. Yes, you are at ease now. You're feeling the power of the universe shining through you. You know it and you experience it. And on this note, now being in the light, this is Helena Steiner Hornstein at www.speakingtoyourheart.com wishing you wellness and happiness in your life. And music was by Stephen Halpin on his CD, Gifts of the Angels, that you can get at stephenhalpin.com Yes, thank you so much, everyone, and see you next time. And send in more questions, please. I didn't go through all of them at all today because I got into explanations of all kinds. But life is out there, and this is the way it is. Thank you.